Fantasy Gods Weekly Fantasy Football Podcast. Helping you get to the fantasy promised land. Big Lads, Dave G, and Oakski. All right, it's your boys at the Fantasy Football Gods, and we are back for the 2017 NFL fantasy season. Couldn't be more excited. Uh, obviously, last year we started in about week five or week six, so we weren't able to do all the pre-draft season uh, fun that we're going to be doing here for the next couple weeks. Uh, big lenses out today, but we do got Ogski back this year. Ogski, how was the off season, buddy? It was great. A lot of golf, a little vacation. So I uh, really enjoyed my time, ready to make a deep playoff run and, and keep the golf clubs in uh, in the closet for a little longer than last season. Definitely me and you both on that one. Uh, so just a reminder, we're always going to be talking PPR format on this show. Um, and then always give us a tweet at Gods of Fantasy on Twitter. We'll always get back to you, feature your questions on the show. Uh, so kind of the way things are going to go here the next couple of weeks is today we're going to be taking you through quarterbacks. Um, hopefully early next week, um, all the way through the end of next week, we'll be taking you through running backs and hopefully wide receivers, depending on how long uh, the shows run. And then that, uh, the next week after that, we're going to be going through tight ends, uh, defenses. We're going to touch on kickers, and we won't be dedicating a whole podcast to kickers, believe me. Um, and then it, uh, right before the season begins, so uh, last week of August, we're going to be doing a f- mock draft special that entire week, um, probably over the course of two shows. So uh, look for these coming up. All the, da- all the dates are going to be tentative as of right now. See how long uh, it takes us to get through all of this stuff. But these next couple of weeks of podcasts, are going to definitely help you get totally prepared for your fantasy football draft this season. And as always, starting week one of the regular season, we're going to be getting back to our usual format with a couple tweaks, upgrades, and changes. Um, but for the most part, things will be staying the same as last year. So, like I was saying, we're going to be uh, going into the quarterback rankings today. We're going to be doing it tier by tier, um, kind of breaking down each guy who we think is going to maybe be sleepers, busts, value picks, overdrafts. Um, We're going to be touching on rookies. And then also we're going to be talking draft strategies for each position. Um, So maybe not who to pick, but where to pick, what time to pick, uh, how many guys should you have before the 10th round in that position, Uh, certain things like that, um, you know, talking running backs, wide receivers in that regard. But we're going to be talking draft strategies, things you should be looking at before you get into the season. Um, And as always, we're going to be updating you training camp stories, injury reports, got a couple big ones that came out today. Um, So we'll be kind of just digging in everywhere and updating you guys as you uh, start to do your fantasy drafts in the next couple weeks. So a couple general draft season tips. Uh, Ogski, you want to touch on a couple of these here? Yeah, so uh, one thing that we started doing a couple of years ago in our league was determining the draft order well before the draft, um, which leads right into our second point of do as many mock drafts as you can. Um, you, you'll find yourself in the first couple mock drafts that you do, seeing players and thinking, well, what team is that guy on? Or 
is that the second or third running back on the Saints, or uh, who is the Giants starting running back? Uh, so there's a lot of stuff that you'll find out in the late rounds of mock drafts. We know people like to back out and it gets on the auto draft, but it's just good for some of that name recognition uh, because those those picks between round eight and sixteen are are really big deciding picks. You know the studs are going in those first five to six rounds, but after that, it's uh, it's super important to just have an idea of who you're targeting and understand where those guys are on the depth chart. So get into mock drafts as soon as you can. Um, and if you know exactly where you're going to be picking, you have an idea of what players might fall to you in, in round one, round two, and then eventually round three. After that, it's uh, your position doesn't matter too much. But also, uh, you know, with, with training camp going on and seemingly injury news every single day, Ryan Tannehill, uh, for the record today, going down with Kaepernick now being linked to the Dolphins. Um, lots going on in, in training camp, and there's a lot of news stories about this player is playing poorly, this player is playing well. I wouldn't put too much stock into that information. Um, these guys have been practicing for maybe three to five days at this point. So um, just think if you hadn't had a serious workout in you know two to three months and been enjoying the summer, you'd probably be a little rusty. Uh, a lot of these guys are. Give it a few weeks. Uh, things will start to regress back to the mean. But there are a lot of major injuries or minor injuries uh, throughout training camp, and you want to be apprised to those. Uh, one source I recommend just checking Roto World during your draft. Uh, you can see the latest news about a specific player uh, if, if they're not injured or injured being the most important. Definitely. I think it's, it's huge to follow up on guys. You know, Will Fuller broke his collarbone. He's out two to three months. A lot of people don't even know that right now, but you know that's a guy that's not going to start the beginning of the season. So staying up on your training camp news definitely sets you up well for a draft. Ogski, I think me and you have been at a couple drafts where you know someone in the 13th to 16th round will draft a guy who's like already on the IR, and everyone starts laughing in the room. So you know that's just the definition of not coming prepared up to your draft. But let's dig into these quarterbacks. Um, you know, we're going to start right here at the top and me and you do have some disagreement here on, uh, you know, this first tier of quarterbacks I'm going to discuss. Um, my first tier guys, uh, number one, Tom Brady. Um, and obviously that's almost a consensus. Aaron Rodgers at number two, um, you know, you could pretty much flip flop those two guys. Tom Brady definitely wasn't ranked as close to Rodgers last year in terms of overall points. But he also didn't play four games uh, in the year. So you got to take that into account. Plus, you look at the fact that they got Brandon Cooks. Um, they're getting all their receivers, Gronk included, back healthy. They got a, a couple good new running backs and Mike Gillisley, Rex Burkhead, who's going to be involved in the passing game. Plus, they got James White and Deion Lewis back. So, um, you know, everything is setting up for Brady this offseason for him to really be a rock star. He'd be the only 40 year old player to win MVP if he does it this year. Um, it seems like. It's the Patriots. Um, the storylines are just too set in place, and the team seems too damn good um, for them to fail this year. Aaron Rodgers at number two. Um, yeah, you know, he's definitely got a lack of running game that they had from last year, which is a little scary. Ty Montgomery and a couple of rookies sitting behind him. But again, all of his weapons are coming back. They got Martellus Bennett coming back in this year. So Rodgers definitely should look to be a top three quarterback this year. Uh, my number three quarterback, and you're going to disagree with this one, Ogski, uh, is Russell Wilson. I feel like, uh, you know, he was banged up last year. He didn't have his mobility. 
think him being back healthy with the same surrounding cast, maybe a little bit better depending on who you ask. Uh, I think he's in line for a really good year. And then the last quarterback in my top tier here is Drew Brees. Um, no, he's on the tail end of his career, 38 years old. We were just talking about a 40-year-old Tom Brady. Uh, Brees still has it left in the tank. You know, he's they, they still have a good team around him. Obviously, it's going to be a run-heavy team this year, so that may hurt him with the addition of Adrian Peterson and then drafting Alvin Kamara. But it's still Drew Brees. Um, he may have some down games this year that you're not used to Drew Brees producing, but I think overall Drew Brees will be a top-five quarterback when it's all said and done at the end of the year. Ogski, what do you got on, on some of these guys? Yeah, I mean, the, the Brady-Rogers thing is interesting, right? Um, you know, you could probably flip a coin and, um, you know, have, a, have as good of a shot as trying to pick who's going to have a better season there. Um, you know, to your point, I think Brady did ramp up his already awesome receiving core. Um, well, it wasn't awesome last year, but he made the most of it. I think Rodgers is just the most consistent passer. You touched on the running game. Um, there's those games, and it's impossible to predict with the Patriots, where they just pound the ball, pound the ball, pound the ball uh, and they don't throw it as much as you'd like if you're a Tom Brady owner where I think the Packers are going to be forced to consistently throw the ball every game this year um, Jordy Nelson I think is severely still underrated uh, as a wide receiver even though he's you know in the top 8 to 10 of wide receivers in the league um, he's back fully healthy Randall Cobb has been spiraling out a bit but I think Martellus Bennett will be a big help um, I secretly always love Packer tight ends it hasn't really paid off uh, up to this point but this could be the year um, Russell Wilson I you know I just think I mean, you got to go up against the, the Cardinals and the Rams there twice a season. Rams have a good defense. Uh, I know they're not the best team, but they do have a good defense. Patrick Peterson's typically covering, you know, Doug Baldwin uh, for the most case for the Cardinals. Just not a huge fan of Russell Wilson this year. Um, I would completely wait to draft him. I think looking at these top two quarterbacks, um, don't reach for them. If you get to a point where they're hitting you in the face and you have to take this quarterback, maybe it's round four, five, six-ish. Um, typically, there's some, somebody that thinks they need a quarterback quicker that'll grab them before that. But if they linger for too long, I'd grab them. Otherwise, I don't think the drop-off to a guy like Breeze um, is too tremendous to wait for, you know, that five, fifth, sixth, seventh-round pick. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, so looking at this next tier of guys, this is a little bit uh, – a couple different different guys here. So number five overall quarterback I got is Andrew Luck. Now, obviously with the news coming out that he may start the season on the pup list, which would put him out the first six weeks – it's a little scary. Nothing is clear right now. I'm leaving Luck in the number five spot, even with the injury issues going on. Um, you know, he, a week or two, he might slide down, depending on what, the, you know, the prognosis of his injuries are. But um, for right now, I'm leaving him in the number five spot. He's still got the same crew coming back. Frank Gore is consistent as ever. T.Y. Hilton led the league in receiving yards last year. I mean, he did put up a show, and he was still getting his ass kicked out there with no help from his offensive line. So um, I, I still really do like Andrew Luck this year if he is healthy, and that all hangs up on his health. Number six, I got the reigning MVP, Matt Ryan. Um, you know, a lot of people are saying he's going to have hangover from that Super Bowl collapse, um, but he still maybe has the best wide receiver in the league and one of the best receiving corps in the league. So uh, he's still a guy I really like. He finished number uh, two, two or three last year, uh, overall quarterback, um, and he's still got that great running game to back him up. So 
Uh, Matt Ryan really do like him going into this year. And then number seven, I got Marcus Mariota. So we know he's coming back from an injury, but he'll continue to build off that great sophomore campaign. They added Corey Davis, a number seven overall pick, um, and Eric Decker. So that will only help, you know, progress him into that next kind of tier of quarterbacks this year. And I really do think he moves into that second tier of quarterbacks. Um, he's always a threat on the ground, and that's why guys like that are fun um, because, you know, they could get you that extra 5, 10, 15 points on the ground, uh, you know, with a talented guy like Marcus Mariota. So what do you think about those guys in that second tier, Oakski? Yeah, I, I love Marcus Mariota this year. I think the Titans, uh, you know, obviously have found their, their franchise quarterback and, and they're putting the best system in place to have him succeed. Um, ideally, in the fantasy world, you want to pick up some of those garbage quarterback rushing yards like Russell Wilson or Cam Newton, not so much garbage. But Mariota tends to scramble a bit, which is nice, um, as long as he doesn't break his leg like he did last year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think Andrew Luck definitely moves down. If you're drafting at some point in the first two to three weeks of the preseason um, that early, I, I wouldn't draft Andrew Luck at this point, unless it's maybe the the sixth, uh, the 16th round just as a, a storage quarterback. Um, but in general, draft strategy with, with these guys in the second tier and the third tier that Dave's about to cover – don't fall into the trap of seeing all the quarterbacks come off the board and thinking that your next pick, I need to take a quarterback because it's an open slot on my roster. Um, when you get to these guys, there's a lot of decent running backs and wide receivers still on the board. Um, so just because Brady, Rogers, and Breeze are gone, don't think that you need to right away grab Wilson or Matt Ryan, um, the names that we're going to share in this next year are just as, as valuable and usable and draftable as those guys. So don't get don't fall victim to um, the, the quarterback grab that happens in most drafts where, uh, you know, six or seven of the picks in a round are all quarterbacks because the first one goes. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely not against drafting a quarterback in, you know, round five, round six, uh, even round four, if you feel good about it. And I think the only, I think I would my minimum would be round four, and but it would have to be a Brady or a Rodgers, and I'd have to really feel good about my first three picks. But if you're getting a good value at the right spot, no matter if it's in the 15th round or if it's in the seventh round, um, just make sure it's a good value for where you're going to be picking the guy at. And again, just like Oakski was saying, don't draft a guy just because other people are coming off the board. Don't get lost in that. Have a, have a backup plan ready of who you're going to draft if you're, you know, contingent guy comes off the board too early have a backup plan in place to who you're going to get and when you're going to get them one thing to add here um if you draft any of these guys in the top seven to eight you do not need to draft a backup quarterback uh, nothing infuriates me more than people taking tom brady and then taking ben roethlisberger um you are starting brady every week of the season except for his bye week and you can pick up a Carson Wentz that week or whoever it might be you do not need a backup quarterback do not waste the roster spot uh that that just infuriates me I'm gonna I'll even take it one step further and say I don't care where you draft a quarterback I don't think you draft a backup no matter what Unless you have a guy that's like Brady's situation last year where he was suspended the first four games. Uh, I, I think if you – or an Andrew Luck this year where he might be out, you know, five, six games at the beginning of the year. I think if you draft even 
Phillip Rivers, you don't need a backup. I think if you draft Tyrod Taylor, you don't need a backup. Those extra roster spots are so valuable. And honestly, the point difference between a Tyrod Taylor and a Phillip Rivers is literally four points. It was a four-point difference between the two guys last year. So to have two guys on your roster that are going to produce the same and you're only able to start one of them, there's always four or five quarterbacks that end up on free agency that don't either don't get drafted or get dropped throughout the season that end up being a top 15 quarterback at the end of the year. Um, every single year, you could go look at it. It's a, it's minimum four quarterbacks so, that do not get drafted, end up you know being in that top 15. So don't worry about a backup. Don't draft a backup quarterback. Um, I think you could definitely, unless he's suspended or a uh, top tier guy that's suspended or hurt, don't don't go out and draft that backup quarterback. Use that roster spot on a guy that might pan out and be you know one of your key contributors for the year. So moving on to the third tier here, um, it got number eight overall quarterback Cam Newton. Um, you know he's still inconsistent, which scares me a little bit. But he is he's that dual threat. He's got a, <clears throat> a new weapon in um, Christian McCaffrey. He did lose his deep threat with in Ted Ginn, um, but again Calvin Benjamin coming back. He kind of looks like a big bear last though heading into camp. So who knows what uh, he's going to produce this year. I still like Cam. He's a dual threat quarterback. He's good. He's big. He's a star. Uh, you could don't overdraft Cam, but I think he's definitely going to put together a solid season. Uh, number nine, I got Dak Prescott, and I know you think this is a little ranked too high for him, Ogski, um, but he was the number six overall quarterback last year. Dez is going to come back and be healthy, and hopefully he could stay healthy this year. Um, and I really think he should only uh, you know progress in his second year in the league. Um, Number 10, I got Kirk Cousins. I think Kirk Cousins will end up being a top five to seven quarterback. And the only reason I got him ranked 10 is because he has a lot of new weapons and there's a lot of newness in his offense. His top two receivers in Pierre Garçon and uh, uh, Jackson, uh, Deshaun Jackson, are gone. They did add Terrell Pryor, um, who's been hampered by hamstring injuries so far through camp. And they still have Jordan Reed, who is day-to-day with a toe issue. Ooh, that, that sounds familiar. Um, so that's the only reason I'm dropping. Jordan Reed is life-to-life with an injury. Exactly. So that's the only reason I drop Kirk Cousins down to 10. I do think he'll still put together a good season. He's playing for a hell of a lot of money this year. So um, I still think he will put together a solid top, at least top 10 season. That's why I ranked him there at the end of 10. Derek Carr is my next guy at number 11. Uh, I think he bounces back from the injury and he builds on the success of last year. I think the addition of Marshawn Lynch, and we'll talk about him on the next podcast, but I think if, if Lynch stays healthy, he'll definitely hawk some touchdowns from the passing game this year. You know, if that offense gets inside of the five-yard line, they're going to pound it with Lynch. That's what they brought him there for. That's what they're paying him for. They're going to hand the ball off to Lynch. Derek Carr even said that's what they're going to do. So uh, I think he could definitely hawk some touchdowns from Derek Carr. He did just get paid. Usually guys kind of fall down right after they get paid, but I still think Derek Carr's got an elite talent, and I think he's got a really excellent cast around him, so I I see him right there at 11. Number 12, um, Big Ben, and this rounds out uh, our third tier of quarterbacks here, but you got Big Ben at 13. This may be his last year. There was a lot of retirement talk. He's got a full arsenal of weapons with Martavis Bryant potentially coming back. He still hasn't been technically reinstated, but they're saying he should be before the beginning of the season. Um, you know, with Le'Veon Bell, Antonio Brown, uh, they did 
didn't do much at the tight end position, but they still got Jesse James and uh, Grimble coming back. Um, can he still do it? You saw Ben Roethlisberger kind of fall apart at the end of last year. He put together some horrible games and got really banged up at the end of the season, which led to him considering retirement. So uh, guys like this kind of scare me where, yeah, he might be great weeks one through seven, but you need a guy at the end of the year to finish off your season. And if we just talked about not drafting backup quarterbacks, you know, Ben Roethlisberger might start falling apart on you at the end of the year when there's no more backup quarterbacks left on the free agent market. So um, I think that, you know, definitely uh, these guys are solid quarterback one candidates. There's question marks on a couple of them, but uh, I think that there will be, you know, top 10, top 15 quarterbacks. All right. Getting into these guys, uh, touching on, you know, Cam Newton, I think he, um, had a, a famously bad season last year. Took a lot of flack. I think he sort of regresses back to his mean. Um, I don't think it's back to his MVP caliber Super Bowl season uh, where they lost to the Broncos. But um, he finds a solid middle ground and, and is a solid fantasy quarterback. The thing with Dak, um, I just think it's a rookie. Uh, the teams in his division are going to go to school on him and, and find some ways to, to make things a bit more difficult. Um, so I just see a little bit of a step back for Dak Prescott. I think he falls just outside of my personal top ten. Um, I, I like guys like Kirk Cousins uh, and Ben Roethlisberger uh, ahead of Dak Prescott this year. Um, I've, I'm always a big believer in guys that are playing for a contract, having better years, um, just being more focused. Kirk Cousins has been doing that for a while. Uh, this is the second year under the franchise tag. So um, they can no longer franchise tag him after this year. This is his sort of, um, you know, put up or shut up season where he's got to go out and earn his next contract, which who knows how high it'll be after how much Derek Carr got paid. But the, the thing I like about Ben Roethlisberger is he's good for, you know, two to three at least of those four or five touchdown games this season. Um, you know, that couples right in with Antonio Brown and Love Bell on, on some of those screen passes. Uh, he will have some downers when Love Bell has, has big games on the ground, but I, I kind of like that, that boom um, ability that he has. You will get a couple busts in there, but if he can go out there and win you two to three weeks with those big games, um, I like that upside and his floor is, is relatively high compared to some of these other quarterbacks. I do think Jared Carter takes a step back. Uh, he just got paid. Not that uh, that affects his motivation, but um, I just think that he won't be throwing as much as he did last year with, with the solid running game. I agree with you there. I definitely agree with you there. All right, moving on to our next tier, tier four. You got number 13, Jameis Winston. Um, and I, I, I bumped Jameis up because, obviously, he got some great new weapons this year. They're putting together a really good offense for him. Um, Deshaun Jackson, O.J. Howard drafting him in the first round. They're going to make him a little bit kind of an interesting sleeper at the quarterback in this draft. And this is a guy I think you could get to Jameis Winston and probably, you know, 10 to 14th round, depending on your draft. I think you get him in that area. And I think that's where you could draft a quarterback who could be a quarterback one. Uh, and Winston has that potential to, to, you know, be a quarterback one this year. Next guy is, uh, you know, I'm going to kind of regurgitate a little bit of my Ben Roethlisberger, uh, you know, 
info right here. It's Philip Rivers. Uh, same situation, tail end of the career, but all of his weapons are back and healthy, minus the new draft pick, Mike Williams, who they're saying may or may not miss the year. Uh, their new left guard, their second round pick, just tore his ACL, so that definitely hurts him. He's never really gotten good protection, so that is a little bit concerning that he lost you know, a high draft pick that was going to protect him this year, um, and a weapon that was definitely going to help him out, especially in the red zone this year, and big Mike Williams. Um, so that's a little bit scary for Rivers, but again, he's always put up really good numbers. Kind of the same situation as Big Ben, how he fell off near the end of the season. But I think with, uh, you know, even just Keenan Allen coming back and having Melvin Gordon healthy and having some actual backup running backs this year, it's going to really help Phillip Rivers, uh, you know, finish in that top 15. Uh, next guy I got here is Tyrod Taylor. Um, again, I think he's on a, what, a one or two year contract right now. So they kind of committed to him. They did just trade away Cardero Jones to the Chargers. So that is a little bit of a spike in confidence for Taylor. But again, they haven't given him a long-term deal. He was a great performer in fantasy football last year. He was a number 11 overall quarterback. Um, and, you know, when you look at his games, he was very consistent. Only two games, only two games um, with single digits. All the rest of his games were either in the teens or 20s. Um, he had one game in the 30s, a couple in the high 20s. So um, Tyrod Taylor is a guy I really like. They run the ball really well. He gets a lot of yards on the ground um, because of that, running like an option and triple option with LaShawn McCoy. Um, he's one of those two-dimensional quarterbacks, which I, again, love that for fantasy football. Um, I think Tyrod Taylor could be, definitely be a good sleeper pick for you, um, and he could definitely help you out in those later rounds. Uh, last two guys I got here. First one's Matt Stafford. Again, another guy who finished, uh, I think he finished in the top 10 last year. Yeah, he did. He was number seven last year. Um, so Matt Stafford, at number seven overall quarterback last year. He's got the same weapons. Uh, healthy running game should definitely help him out. Um, and then the guy I got rounded out this tier at number 17 overall is Andy Dalton. I think with Tyler Eifert being back and the addition of a speedy John Ross, that helps open up the field more for him. As long as A.J. Green stays healthy, Joe Mixon in the backfield now adds a whole other dimension to that offense. Uh, I think if everybody stays healthy, just that's the case for any team, uh, that Andy Dalton could definitely have a really great year this year. Um, and again, Andy Dalton is only limited by his pure natural talent. So that's why he's ranked so low. If it was, um, you know, Matt Ryan in the Bengals offense, he'd probably be like the number three overall quarterback. So um, I think he's got a good staff around him. I think he's got a good team around him, but it's still noodle arm Andy Dalton. Agree on Noodle or Andy Dalton. Uh, not super high on him. Um, I think Jameis Winston and Philip Rivers are, are great value at this point in the draft. Um, one thing I typically do in the draft, it's you know super rudimentary, but every time a quarterback goes off the draft on my draft sheet, I just put a little tally mark. And once you get around 9, 10, 11, um, you can really start to wait on quarterbacks. Uh, you may have uh, some idiot come in and take a backup, um, you know, maybe a Jameis Winston after they took Tom Brady, whatever the case might be. But if you get any of the guys in this tier in round 12, that's a win for you. You've probably got a pretty solid team. Uh, maybe you also waited on a tight end, and you just have uh, a stable of running backs and wide receivers. Um, I think those guys are more valuable. 
So if you can wait for, you know, any of the guys in this tier toward the end of your draft, I think that you're in good shape. Um, keep an eye out for people taking those backup quarterbacks and running out of this tier because then you might be in trouble. Um, I think Philip Rivers had a great season based through the ball a, a ridiculous amount of times last season. Uh, I don't see that changing even with, you know, Melvin Gordon. He had a, a pretty big role last year. Um, Tyrod Taylor, another guy that's sort of playing for a job. He's on a one-year deal. I don't think the Bills want to make him the franchise quarterback. He just happened to be the best option this year. Uh, so they're sort of in a wait-and-see approach. And then I think Matt Stafford is a, is a consistent fantasy quarterback. Um, they are going to throw the ball a lot there. Uh, Amir Abdullah, Theo Riddick are both, you know, pretty pass-catching backs, pretty frequent pass-catching backs out of the backfield, uh, especially Riddick. So um, they, they may – shed towards the pass more than a lot of other teams do. Um, the only guy I don't really like out of this group this year is Andy Dalton. That's why he's ranked you know, right in the middle of the pack, even with a, a pretty solid wide receiving and tight end core. I agree with you. It's, it's hard to put Dalton lower and higher. <laughs> so I felt like 17 was just right. For right. You can make the case either way. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right. Moving on to our next tier of guys here. Um, coming in at number 18, it got Carson Wentz. Um, and I really, I think he has the most potential out of this tier. You know, he's entering in his sophomore season, got a lot of new weapons in Alshon Jeffrey, uh, Torrey Smith, guy to open up the top of the defense. Uh, I, I do like Carson Wentz this year. They brought in LeGarrette Blunt to kind of bring some balance into the running game. You bring a lot of these talented guys in. They do look exciting. They look explosive. Definitely think Carson Wentz takes a step forward this year. Um, and if you remember at the beginning of last year, Wentz was like just tearing it up the first four weeks and then teams caught tape on him and he kind of took a step back. So hopefully this offseason's got him prepared to come out and really start firing. Um, number 19, I got Eli Manning. Uh, he definitely disappointed last year, but now you got Brandon Marshall. You got the addition of Evan Ingram in the draft in the first round. Um, I think that really opens up the field for Eli. The running game is still the same. Minus the addition back of Shane Vereen now that he's healthy. So that only helps the passing game in the case for Eli Manning. I think Eli Manning, he may go undrafted in some drafts. Definitely 10-team drafts. I think he goes undrafted. Um, but, you know, some 12-team uh, leagues, I think he could definitely go undrafted. And he might just be a great value pick for you later. You know, he is older. He's in that same draft class as, you know, Big Ben and, and Phillip Rivers, so I don't want to beat a dead horse here, but I think Eli could definitely have the best year out of all three of those quarterbacks, and you might be able to get him in the 14th, 15th round or maybe on the free agent wire, you know, after your draft is concluded. Uh, another guy who was a top-five quarterback two years ago and fell off the face of the earth last year is Carson Palmer. Um, always got to be careful with injuries with him. He's obviously older now, but... He's got all his weapons back. Even in old Larry Fitzgerald is still a good Larry Fitzgerald. Um, you know, with even John Brown coming back uh, and David Johnson obviously going to be probably be the top pick in most drafts. He's got a good team around him and a good offense. So Carson Palmer might be that guy just to keep your eye on, on the free agency wire. And that's what we're kind of getting into right now is these are the guys that are, you know, fringe, uh, fr fringe, fringe guys. So. Uh, Joe Flacco might miss the beginning of the season, number 21. He's always a cap quarterback, too. Number 22, I got Sam Bradford. Uh, you know, he's a solid backup. Uh, he, he won't make a lot of mistakes for you, but, you know, he could do some good for you in, in some games. Uh, then I got Blake Bortles at number 23, and I ranked him this low until he could get back to form. I know he had some good statistical games last year, but it was a lot of trash points. 
Jaguars would get down by 30, Bortles would start throwing the ball up, and all of a sudden, you know, oh, he's got 22 points. Well, yeah, he had three points for the first three quarters. You don't want a quarterback like that. Uh, number 24, I got Ryan Tannehill, and again, this is all contingent on his injury. Obviously, if he tore his ACL and ripped his knee in half, I'm going to have to move him down the list a little bit, uh, um, but really not high on him. Number 25, I got Alex Smith. Uh, you know, Mahomes is sitting, waiting in the wings right now. He's still got a weak arm, but he's a consistent quarterback in a run-first offense. Not a guy I want on my fantasy team. Uh, you got anything to say about these guys, Ogski? Yeah, I think Carson Wentz, um, you know, continues to have a, a decent season this year. He's got more weapons, like you said. Um, I think he's got that go up and get it red zone target and Alshon Jeffrey, provided he stays on the field. Uh, I think Eli Manning, he's been sort of a, a boomer bust type player on a season to season basis. Uh, I do see him coming back strong this year uh, and, and having a good season. So I, I put I put Wentz and Manning above Dalton uh, in my own personal rankings. But you know that's again a coin flip with those guys. Uh, Carson Palmer, I'm, I'm completely staying away from. Joe Flacco staying away from as well. Uh, they did throw the ball a ton in Baltimore last year um, with a pretty average wide receiver core. Uh, it, it's gotten a bit worse uh, there, but they, they still will throw the ball a lot. I just don't. I don't like Joe Flacco this year at all. Uh, Sam Bradford, no thanks. Blake Bortles uh, has made a living off of garbage time from a fantasy perspective, like yep. Dave said. So he's he's a bye week quarterback at best. Um, and then these other guys, I, I would never have on my roster. Um, so, you know, touching on these quarterbacks, it, it's um, it's important to, to note that we have four points for a touchdown, one point for 25 yards passing. So that's kind of standard. If you're getting six points for a touchdown uh, passing, uh, these guys move up in sure. some of the round rankings that we gave. Um, so standard scoring typically is four points for a passing touchdown. So uh, just a friendly disclaimer. Definitely. Thank you for touching on that. Yeah, if you're in a six six point per touchdown for quarterback, you should be drafting a quarterback in the first three rounds. Um, but moving on to the last tier of guys, and again, these are guys that we're just going to touch on because there's a couple fun names in here, uh, but a lot of trash names in here. Uh, so number 26, I got uh, Jared Goff. Uh, rookie year was a mess. He still has a lot of talent, but don't expect too much. They haven't really put a, a lot of great weapons around him. Uh, number 27, our first rookie uh, in our rankings at Deshaun Watson. So right now, technically, Savage is, Tom Savage is going to be the starter, but eventually Watson will play this year. I think me, you, and our grandmothers all know that. Um, he's got a potential to surprise. He's got a great defense, lots of weapons. Uh, Minus the fact of, you know, obviously Will Fuller, who we said just broke his collarbone. I still think, you know, having Nuck Hopkins, Lamar Miller, a good offensive line, and then, you know, a great defense sitting there uh, will help a rookie quarterback. That's a great situation for a rookie. Um, next one I got is Mike Glennon. Big question mark here. Uh, Trubisky doesn't make the rankings for me. He's going to be buried on the depth chart at number three. So, you know, who knows? Uh, it's a run-first team on the Bears. They got no great weapons at wide receiver. So I wouldn't expect too much out of Glennon in terms of a fantasy perspective. Um, but, again, he could be one of those guys that maybe surprises you. He could be a, you know, top 15 to 20 quarterback come the end of the year if he puts together a decent season. Uh, another big question mark guy, and again, who knows if he pans out, is Paxton Lynch. Um, they haven't really 
decided who's going to be the starting quarterback going into the year. I think if it's Trevor Simeon, you kind of know what you're getting, and you could stay away from him safely. He's kind of got that Kyle Orton smell to him. Uh, not really big on Simeon if he ends up being the starter. Paxton Lynch, again, a two-dimensional quarterback. The guy runs. Um, he was two-dimensional in college. You would kind of expect him to carry that over to the NFL. Uh, I do like Paxton Lynch. Uh, again, not a guy you want to draft unless you're in a two-quarterback or like an 18-team league. But I, I do think that Paxton Lynch could have that potential where if he does start, he might surprise a couple people. Last three guys on the list here, not going to really touch on all three of them. Number 30, I got Brian Hoyer. Uh, and if you didn't know, he's starting for the 49ers this year. Um, I would stay away from almost everybody on that team except Carlos Hyde. Number 31, I got Josh McCown. He's not even the clear-cut starter, um, but Josh McCown slash Christian Hackenberg. Just stay away from that whole fucking mess on the Jets. Uh, and then number 32 is Cody Kessler. Um, just don't draft him. Uh, don't draft any quarterback on the Browns. Obviously, if you have any I, th thought that goes into your head about drafting Brock Osweiler, you should just quit fantasy football forever. Um, if you watched football at all last year, um, and then you know, obviously Deshaun Kaiser's interesting, but I don't think he's going to be on the field. And if he is, he won't be effective on the field this year. So Browns quarterbacks definitely stay away from those. Got it? You want to touch on any of these guys, Ogski? Yeah. Um bear down Mike Lennon uh, wouldn't draft him but uh, I will be watching him week one so that should be awful um, <laughs> uh, the only guy in, I just preached so heavily on not taking a backup quarterback um, the only guy I even consider taking is Deshaun Watson yeah. uh, just as a you know before your kicker and defense as your last two picks um, I'd consider taking him you can kind of maybe get some of that deck uh, RG3 rookie season magic out of Deshaun Watson. They have a very good team. If he can, if he can throw the ball just a bit, that's going to open things up for Lamar Miller, which will then kind of open up the passing game a bit more. So um, he's not startable week one, but you know if, if he's a guy you think might. Um, you know, maybe you're a Texans fan or you're a Clemson fan, um, and you want to pick him up. Understandable, and I could I could justify doing that just to try and catch uh, you know the rookie wave. Um, but none of these guys should ever be rostered this season unless it's desperate waters on a bye week. I agree with you completely on Deshaun Watson, and I think that's a guy who, if he does take up your last roster spot. You know, that's the kind of question mark I like to have on my roster, a guy that could turn out being a top 8-15 quarterback at the end of the year with some little bit of rookie uh, magic dust sprinkled on him. You never know. It could happen. And like Oakski was saying, he's on a good team, got a good defense behind him. You know, that's a guy that, that might be fun to have on your roster and kind of root him on. As long as he takes over as the starter, you know, by week two or three. If he doesn't, then, you know, they're going to probably try to redshirt him because if a guy's not ready to play week three, he ain't going to be ready by week seven. So, um, you know, that's a guy I would just definitely keep an eye on training camp stories um, and just see where he's going. But that rounds out our top 32 quarterbacks um, for this year heading into the uh, 2017 draft season. So we're definitely uh, excited to keep bringing this stuff to you. We're going to be talking about running backs on the next podcast early next week. Uh, that may be one or two shows, depending on how long we go. We'll probably 
probably end up being about two shows and take up both podcasts next week. Um, so again, tweet us at Gods of Fantasy. If you guys have any questions that you'd like specifically answered, please tweet them at us. We'll feature you on the show. Um, and we'll be back, hopefully, with a full crowd. Big Lens should be back next week. And uh, we should have uh, all the gods descended from heaven and ready to get you guys ready for your 2017 fantasy football draft. This has been a presentation of Fantasy Gods Fantasy Football. And remember to tweet us at Gods of Fantasy.